0: How's it going, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Um, whether you're tuning in on Spot uh, Spotify or I'm available on Apple Podcasts now, which is freaking awesome. Um, I've been waiting to get that uh, that going on the Apple Podcasts because that's how I prefer to listen to podcasts. Um, I, I'm just assuming that you know uh, if you if you have an iPhone, which is the majority of of people in the United States, I'd say um, <laughs> that's probably not my target audience. Is is, is everybody in the United States. But, uh, if you, if you have an iPhone in the U.S., i S I'm assuming you listen on the Apple podcast app. So getting on there to me is a big deal. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not making this podcast to like get famous or anything like that. That would be really cool if that happened. But, um, I'm just making it because I'm an opinionated person. If you know me and, and probably the, most of the people that are listening to this are people that know me. Cause I, I, I doubt I'm reaching an audience outside of, uh, outside of my friends and family. So, um, but if I do, that's awesome. So I, I got on an Apple podcast and I, I saw my, my subscriber numbers jump up. I saw my, my number of listens jump up. Um, I did see, uh, the number of listens on my, on my f- very first podcast jump up and then, and then, uh, it, it about, it, it doubled. So the number of listens on my very first podcast doubled. And, um, so that, that's good for me, right? I mean, uh, obviously that's, that's you want to have people listening to what you have to say. So, um, I think that for me to see something like that, that's enough for me to, you know, take it up a, another level and probably invest in some, some equipment for, for doing the podcast, not just recording it on my phone. So, um, just, I appreciate, you know, people listening and, and, um, whether it's, whether it's, you know, whether I can count them on one hand or, 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 you know, I, I, I it's a, or it's a larger number. Um, I don't, I don't care. I'm just going to continue to do them because I, I, uh, I like. I'm opinionated. I like for. I like to share my opinions, even though I'm wrong. Like probably a hundred percent of the time. I don't. I don't think I predicted one thing right. <laughs> on the. I. I definitely predicted that Michigan would beat Ohio State. Uh, I predicted. Um, you know every Texas Tech. So since I started doing the podcast, I don't think Texas Tech athletics has had a win. Uh, so I'm just going to completely stop saying anything about Texas Tech athletics um as far as predictions go because i'm afraid to honestly they lost to creighton last night uh game the game went to overtime i turned it off in regulation they were down i think 10 points and i said you know what i'm i'm tired i'm ready to go to bed uh from my the vehicle uh, the auto accident that i was in i my my hip still hurts really bad and they they gave me a you know not they don't. They don't like to give out a lot of the the prescription pain pills anymore. So they they didn't give me many of those. So I ran out. So last night was really my my first night with a lot of pain. So, um, my in my pelvis. So I was like, I'm just ready to go to bed. And I look at my phone because I I I always have that gut feeling that oh they're gonna come back as soon as I turn it off. Well they did, and they ended up going to overtime and I and I, and I missed that, but they actually did lose the game to Creighton. Uh, so I'm done predicting any game unless it's, unless it's one that, um, I want to see go the other way. And I'll just, I'll just, I'll predict the the team that I don't want to see win. Um, but yeah, so I watched the Ohio state Michigan game this morning. I don't even know why I watched that game anymore. You know, who's going to win and it, let me, let, let me just ask a question. First off, is a rivalry a rivalry when you can't even remember the last time one of those one team in that rivalry won a game? So when's the last time Michigan beat Ohio State? Can you just remember off the top of your head without having to get on your phone and Google it? I can't, and I and I'm and I'm trying hard. Um, you're gonna have to go back probably to like Chad Henney days, and that's a long time. I and I don't. I could be wrong. I'm just. am just trying to think. Uh. I know I know. Harbaugh hasn't done it, and he's been there, what, four or five years now? So it's – can we call it a rivalry? I mean, is it that appealing to people? It's not – I mean, Texas, where football is king, we don't care about Ohio State-Michigan. The only place where Ohio State-Michigan is a rivalry is in Ohio State and in Michigan. A hundred years ago, that was – considered a rivalry because there was i think probably two college football teams there was ohio state and michigan so the generations that are coming in now generation x y z whatever uh they and even and even the millennials which i'm considered a millennial um i don't broadcast it but but that's what i'm considered uh by by date i date date of birth i guess um we 're not no we 're not nostalgic um, and tradition based uh, generations we don 't care generation especially the younger generations they there 's no they don 't care about tradition they don 't care about nostalgia or anything like that and I consider myself someone that really cares about stuff like that and I think you do need to preserve tradition to a degree, but when something just becomes totally unbearable and unwatchable. It's probably time to market it as something different than the greatest rivalry in sports because that's such a freaking stretch that you can't – it's it's almost false advertising. It's almost like that Fox should be sued by, by America, a civil lawsuit, for saying that this is the greatest rivalry in sports because it's so far from the truth. Uh, if you're talking college – it's not the greatest rivalry in college football. I'm watching this Alabama Auburn game, and I'm like, I'm engaged. I care about what's going on. And I don't give a sh- rat's ass about either of these teams. I could care less. Uh, I want to. I want to see Auburn win, obviously, because I'm always going to go for the underdog. But um, you know, I'm I'm just more engaged. I think it's going to be a better game. It's already it's already a better game right off the bat. So um, I'm not saying that's that's the best rivalry in college sports. In my opinion, the best rivalry in college football is is got You got to say Alabama Clemson. Because that game actually decides something every time those two teams match up. Uh it normally a national championship, which is the the pinnacle of college football, right? You all that's why you play the game is is to win the game and to win national, and to win championships. So Alabama, Georgia, Alabama Clemson, those two when those two games are going and and the ratings will prove what I'm saying. I don't even have to look at them. I, I know that the ratings will prove that Alabama, Georgia, or or Alabama, Clemson is gonna is gonna draw bigger ratings than than Ohio State, Michigan. So, I consider Alabama, Clemson the best rivalry in college football because when those two teams play, you know there's real hate there. You know that Nick Saban hates Dabo Sweeney. You know Dabo Sweeney hates Nick Saban. Uh, I don't think that that same hate exists for Nick Saban for um, Gus Malzahn or Gus Malzahn for Nick Saban. I think they respect each other. I think both of these teams respect each other. I don't think there's an ounce of respect for in between between Alabama and Clemson. When Alabama said last year that Georgia was the best team they played all year after getting blown out in the national championship game um, by by Clemson, I thought that was you know that was an eye opener for me because Clemson was was leaps and bounds the best team in college football last year, and they haven't gotten the respect they deserve this year in college football. I just watched them you know blow out. South Carolina, uh, uh, I don't know if you want to call them a respectable SEC team, but they did beat Georgia, so I mean they have that on their resume, and and they just their their defense just you're not going to score any points on a Clemson defense. Um, uh, Brent Venables is the best uh, coordinator in football, His his salary proves it. Uh, whenever Texas Tech was looking for for a head football coach, I, I mean I was wanting them to throw the kitchen sink at Brent Venables because. I don't know if, if, I know Brent Venables has been in every single head coaching uh, search. Every team that's been looking for a head coach has talked to Brent Venables. And for some reason, I don't know if it's just his relationship with Dabo Sweeney or, or, or his, he, he's kind of in a position at Clemson where he's basically the head coach of the defense. And I don't think that Dabo says a damn word to, um, I don't think he says a damn word to to Venables because Venables is so good at his job, and so I think he kind of hasn't made it Clemson. And and why would you want to leave if you're winning national championships on a consistent basis? I mean, they're averaging what every other year winning a national championship. So, uh, I, I I why would you want to leave that that perfect situation? And and you're always now you're getting those those recruits. You're stealing a lot of recruits from the SEC, so you're getting high level recruits. Oh, Mac Jones just took a shot. I'm really, I'm, I'm pulling for Mac Jones to get hurt in this game. I know that sounds awful, but I just want to see Tua's younger brother come in and play. I know, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he is the backup to Mac Jones today. Uh, look, look out for him. I saw him taking snaps uh, pregame. He's number five, and obviously he has tongue of Ilo written on the back of his jersey. You can't miss that. But, but um, Mac Jones is taking some shots. He just took two shots in a row from this Auburn defense. Um, what's it gonna take to get to get Tua's brother in the game? That's a, that's that's another good little storyline to to follow. Um, probably the last thing you're you're concerned about in a game like this, but I like the small things. Um to his brother, for those of y'all don't that don't know, was a five star recruit coming out of Hawaii as well, just like Tua was, just like Marcus Mariota was and you wouldn't think that Hawaii could pop out um talented quarterbacks and, but they're they're doing it and they're gonna put another guy in the nfl and two and, and probably his brother so I, I i think it would be a nice little storyline if this game was close and two his brother came in and just lit it up that'd be kind of cool huh but um we'll see what happens i don't think matt matt jones is, is a he's a he's a game manager i think saban thinks that's enough to win the game but it looks like auburn's come to play so uh, i i would have I would have liked to have done this podcast probably after and just give like, like I did last week with the week 13 recap and just do a do week 14 recap, but after that, after that god-awful Ohio State-Michigan game, every year, it's just, it's, it's, it's horrid. I mean, to, like I said, to market this thing as the, as the greatest rivalry in sports, it's not, it might not even be the best rivalry in the Big Ten, I mean, it's 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 getting ridiculous year after year. You have to, they have to remind you that that rivalry exists, this rivalry week, because you don't even, you forget, um, you know the rest of the the rest of the weeks one through uh one through thirteen. You don't even remember that that um that those two even are even a rival. They even play each other. It's not even a thought in your mind if you're outside of the state of Ohio and and Michigan, um. Yeah, I'm. I'm just taking in this Auburn Alabama game and how good this this Auburn defense is, and and they really came to play. Yeah, it looks like they just forced Alabama, but Bo Nix is is he's just not enough. He's not enough. He's not a Joe Burrow, you know. And and uh, that sucks. But that's kind of Auburn's mo. That's always been their mo. They they always have a great defense. They're always going to be able to get stops on defense, but they ne- they never really have that offensive. Uh, force i think when they got cam newton you obviously saw what they did they they ran off and won the national championship so um yeah i'm just i'm just taking some college football today like i said happy to be on apple Podcasts. uh saw a boost in listeners so i'm probably gonna invest in some equipment um that's that's like a that's like a microphone and and uh Probably maybe some maybe some equipment to trim out a lot of my ums because I just I I listen to my podcast and I I just realize how much I say um and 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 repeat myself a lot so definitely there's a, there's a lot of work I could do but that like I said the amount of listeners that I've been having before I got on Apple was was uh wasn't a whole lot so it wasn't enough for me to invest invest in any equipment but um, I'm trying to just just do it naturally and and just just kind of just. Get on here, ramble about sports for for about twenty minutes, and just kind of get my opinions on things, and and maybe sway, maybe maybe sway some other people's opinions on some stuff. I don't, I'm not giving outlandish takes on here. A lot of my shit's just, you know, about Texas Tech, and probably probably come baseball season, it's it's just going to be all Yankees, and then I'm going to piss everybody off, and then I'm going to lose all my listeners, but because uh, that's that's probably my only my only like super extreme takes is is. When I when it comes to talking about the Yankees, because I get so worked up over one loss in the in the you know first month of the season that I, I think everybody ought to be fired and and uh, it's it's quite a probably quite a sight for the people that have to listen to me um, talk about that. But that's just how big of a Yankee fan I am, and and I think as a Yankee fan, you you expect your team to to go out there and win. Every year, and not just win, not just make the playoffs, not just do enough to make it to the World Series, but to actually win the World Series, and it's just been a, a roller coaster of disappointment and emotion, and and they 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 build you up just to let you down every year, and and so that's where I'm, that's where I'm most opinionated, but um, college football is definitely definitely a close second. I think that with Texas Tech being down for. <laughs> fuck i mean you know last last good season i remember him having was probably 2000 the last great season obviously 2008 but but after after leach left I, it's just kind of all runs together for me i know they went to the texas bowl and played lsu One had a seven win season under cliff and um that was really all they i mean they didn't do much i think they made what three two three bowl games under cliff but um you know i'm, I'm holding out hope for matt wills but I was thinking last night, jumping into, jumping into just Texas Tech as a whole, in the last 10 years, so cutting off last year after the national championship game in college basketball where Tech lost to Virginia, if you're going back 2008 to 2018, if you were alive and, and conscious during those years, you were alive during the greatest run in Texas Tech athletics history. So 2008, you had... Texas Tech beating number one Texas in Lubbock football and not, and that that you kept Colt McCoy from winning a national championship. Colt McCoy would have a national championship if it wasn't for Texas Tech two thousand eight football team. If it wasn't for Michael Crabtree, if it wasn't for Graham Harrell, if it wasn't for that magical season that they they were able to put together, Colt McCoy would have a national championship. So I think that that'll that alone in itself right there is is I was at that game, greatest sporting event I've ever been at in my entire life. And I've been to some good shit. Um, but but um that that standalone right there, just just knowing that Texas Tech kept Colt McCoy, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to die knowing that 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 happened and he that's his only knock on him in, in college football. I think that if Colt McCoy wins just one national championship, he's going down as one of the greatest college football players that ever lived but that was the one knock against him and obviously in the in the Alabama game in the Alabama where they played Alabama in the national championship in 2010 I believe um he a very minimal very minimal injury and he stayed out of the game holding out hopes for NFL and he's put together a, a decent NFL career I can't knock the guy too hard for for what he's been able to do in the NFL he's a, he's a career backup but he's solid as hell when he comes in as a backup and and you got you just Respect how he stays ready and and everything, but but as a as a diehard Texas football hater, I love that that they were able to keep him out of the national championship. And then and then you know here comes Kirby Holcutt comes in, and he obviously does what he does with rebuilding college baseball, college basketball, and just shitting all over the football program. You get to see an amazing run of college football. And college bass or college baseball and college basketball when when he hires Tim Tadlock and Chris Beard, and so this this ten years right here has been we've seen the greatest period in Texas Tech athletics, and I can't help but feel like it's coming to an end. I don't know what the baseball team is going to look like this year. I watched a little bit of the Black and Red game. You know, obviously Josh Young's brother is coming in, and, and he hit a couple home runs in the Black Red game, or, or the series, and. um the basketball team's not I know the recruiting class coming in is really good, but can you really expect to hold on to these recruits and have consistently good recruiting classes if you're losing the way that Texas State basketball is losing? And this could be totally premature for my end. But this team, I don't I just with this based on their size alone, how small they are and their how young they are, I don't see this team winning more I don't see them losing less than ten games. Um I I I just feel like the the team that they're playing so so you saw against Iowa this this Luca Garza kid come in and just complete I mean he looked like fucking Shaq. They made they Iowa built a game plan around him and they made him look like Shaq. And so, you know, and Creighton came in and did their thing, but I think the recipe has been set for beating Texas Tech. They have a target on their back now. They're Based off of what last year's team did, and there's not there's only one guy left from that team starting, and so um, there's a target painted on their back now, and undeservingly. This team does not deserve a target on their back. They're they're a young team trying to figure it out, but at the same time, can you if you're a program like Texas Tech, who's not a traditional blue blood powerhouse in basketball, can you expect to continue to get five star recruits losing ten games a year? I I, I just don't see it. So. I hope this team figures it out because I'm really worried about this Burnett kid coming in from Chicago. That's a five-star recruit, and then you got the other kid from Duncanville who could possibly sway Jamias Ramsey to stay in Lubbock. Um, which you get Burnett Ramsey, and then then the Duncanville kid coming in who's a four-star who could possibly be a five-star before year's end. Um, that I mean that that's that's the ultimate dream right there is to, is to get those three on the on the court together next season. And then I believe Moretti has one year of eligibility. So I mean that that's that's what you want um, for next season. But but can you lose fifteen games or ten ten fifteen games and expect Burnett to want to still come to Texas Tech? Uh, he's just a verbal commit. He hasn't signed any letter of intent. None of them none of them have. I don't believe they do that until later on in the year. So it's it's worrisome to me that the fact of. What's the 2020 recruiting class going to look like? What's the 2021 recruiting class going to look like? And with the changes that the NCAA – obviously, NCAA took note of what Tech did last year with grad transfers. They said, look, we've got to put a fucking stop to this because we can't have teams killing our ratings in the national championship like Texas Tech. Got to get those blue bloods in there with, the the, you know, the – they they want the NCAA, is 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 count because of the rules on the grad transfers now they've they've made it pretty clear that they're supporting the one and dones. They don't care if you get an education, they don't care if you if you've graduated somewhere else and you want to finish out your career. You know, that 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 rule was put in place to benefit the 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 student athlete and now the, with the rule changes that they've made to it um to keep teams like Texas Tech out of out of the national championship and keep the ratings up it you're you're taking away once again from a student athlete so i mean we've my, my entire last podcast pretty much 20 minutes of it was just me dedicated to talking about how the NCA shits on their athletes and, and it's just another way to shit on an athlete a student athlete um chris back to the original point chris beard's gonna have to rely on these incoming freshmen to um, not only stay but but um to, to actually get quality talent so he's not gonna be able to pull from you know multiple uh, the the amount of grad transfers that he's pulled in the past uh i think chris clark's been kind of he had a great game last night against creighton but i think he's been a bit of a disappointment because he was kind of marketed as as a guy that was going to come in and be a starter and be a badass and then it turned into well he's kind of a six man and then it's just inconsistent play so um you know, I I I worry that that we're coming to an end of, a, of of just really a dynasty of of not by not a dynasty by traditional terms, but just just the greatest era in Texas Tech athletics, the greatest ten years, decade in Texas Tech athletics, two thousand eight to two thousand eighteen. I worry that that's that's coming to an end, and it was it was magical. Not you know, obviously no national championships unless you want to throw track and field in there. But um, I I worry that it's coming to an end. Oh, I I I do trust Tadlock and and the baseball team consistently making it to the College World Series. But but something about something about Texas Tech is just not able to get over that hump and and win that national championship in one of the three major sports. Um, but I, I'm holding out hope. I'm 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 a, I'm an optimist, not a pessimist. So I'll keep holding out hope. But just laying in bed last night thinking about um you know is is this is this an end and our are have we passed our, our prime in, in all these uh in all these these sports and maybe maybe you ask a lot of tech fans would you trade college basketball and college football and college baseball success for for college football success and i think a lot of them would i think that football is king and and you always want to want to be able to um to be successful in football. It's just it doesn't come as recognized when it, when the success comes in other sports unless it's your your on your alma mater or your or your teams. You only those are the only people that really care. So um yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got for today. I'm I'm gonna watch college football and I'll probably give a recap tomorrow on on the games going on right now. Auburn's beating Alabama seven to three and uh it look Alabama's kinda getting kinda having eh, I was about to say they were kind of having trouble moving the ball and then and then Najee Harris broke off a big run so I'm sure to keep my mouth shut shut off the podcast watch some college football got Oklahoma Oklahoma State tonight that's going to be a good one I think it just depends on how Oklahoma, which Oklahoma State team shows up is it going to be the Oklahoma State team that that played against um you know they 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 really showed up against Texas and but they in a loss but they they've traditionally not they they're they're a roller coaster but that's to – that's to be expected when you have a freshman quarterback. Um he's just super inconsistent right now. But Gundy, Gundy's a consummate, you know. He's always gonna he's always gonna have you in a bowl game, and he's always gonna have you in contention to win every game when they step out on the field. That's what I like about Gundy and Oklahoma State. So it depends on what what uh what team shows up today, but Oklahoma's look like shit. Since they lost to um Kansas State, they've looked awful. I I thought I honestly I thought with Jalen Hurts coming in and his experience playing in the SEC I thought this is probably the year that Oklahoma really truly competes with the big boys the Clemsons the the Alabamas and they have they've completely um uh, disappointed in that regard it almost makes me wonder with my, with what I had to say last last podcast about Lincoln Riley coming to the Cowboys and how that's all been but confirmed based on what I've heard. Um, has the football team caught wind of this? I know before the uh, Kansas State game, I had, I'd i heard on some Oklahoma message boards that Jalen Hurts had gotten in trouble, and he was not punished for, for getting in trouble. He had broken some team rules and um several people on the oklahoma campus had reported this nobody would say what it was it was very tight lit but he had broken some team rules and i don't know if police were involved or 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 what happened but he was not obviously not punished for that um i to this day i i can't find anything on it i don't know what happened but um you almost wonder if the if at some point in the season this Oklahoma this Oklahoma team has quit on Lincoln Riley because of uh, they 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 are either hearing the rumors or or it's been confirmed to them that that Lincoln Riley is going to be the the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I have no doubt about this. Um, it's it's perfect. Jerry has a a long history of of hiring from the college ranks and bringing the bringing bringing young successful college college coaches to coach the Cowboys not and 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 from Oklahoma too he got Barry Switzer from Oklahoma and Barry Switzer won a Super Bowl so I mean he's had success getting coaches from Oklahoma so why not why not try this guy out the fans are calling for it um he's he's young so he's 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 obviously what Jerry wants as far as a yes man goes he's gonna he's gonna um be Jerry's puppet that's what Jerry wants right I mean it's no secret that Jerry wants to want somebody that he can control in there. Um Yeah. So that's 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 it for that. I I I it's a I being a cowboy fan it's it's such a broken record. I don't really I haven't gotten to ramble enough about it on this podcast cuz I'm just so tired of talking about it, but but um just Jerry Jones in general as an owner he he has a he has a i don't know if you want to call it mental health problem or it's the dude is has got to be in control of everything he's very meticulous he's very uh he's very um he's jerry i mean you if if you've watched the nfl to any extent and and you followed the nfl you know jerry, jo- jerry who jerry jones is as a person almost because he he's the only, only owner that really broadcasts his personality for for the world to see and um, I mean, he's Jerry Jones. He's he's almost bigger than life. And so uh, that that the and and you look at his his history of head coaches and his history of head coaching decisions and 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 you know what kind of guy he is. And and I think like Lincoln Riley falls just right into that mold of of a young coach that he can control. And are, we'll will fall into this probably fall into the same pattern again. I do, however, think um, that Lincoln Riley is is a quarterback's genius and guru. He was he was a my positions coach at Texas Tech when he was. I I, I want to say he was just a grad assistant back then. When I whenever I was in eighth grade, I went to Tech football camp, and um, he was my position coach for at that camp. And I believe he was just a grad assistant at the time. I don't think he had gone as a f- moved up to a full QB coach. But the dude was just sharp, sharp as a whip. I mean, he was he was sharp. You could tell that he was gonna. I I would have never guessed he would have been as. It would have been as quick as it, as it has as him being a head coach of, of a of a a power five big time power five school. But uh, he he's done he's done it, and I expected him to do it back then. Whenever whenever he uh, had us in in the meeting room, and he was talk- he was talking to us, just just a very bright football mind. And so, um, yeah, I think uh, I wonder if Oklahoma has has the players know what's going on there because there's been an obvious dip. I mean, they they were averaging what sixty points a game, and and that's gone down to what it, I mean. What did they score against TCU? Twenty points, 20 something points. That off with that offense, how explosive they are! Um, it's it's they should be scoring putting up more points and, and playing a lot better. So we'll see how they do against Oklahoma State. Um, gonna finish this Auburn Alabama game. It looks like um, okay. I guess Tua is not to his brother is not a. Let's see. It looks like Alabama has somebody else in at it quarterback. It's not Mac Jones. Maybe it's just a Wildcat formation. Okay, it's it's it looks like it's just a receiver. Number eighteen, a uh, Bolden. I don't. I'm not. I'm not aware with Alabama football enough to know who uh who their white receivers are. I didn't. Even, I wouldn't even guess they had any. It looks like Mac Jones is back in now, but um definitely something else, something to look out for. Mac Jones gets gets hurt. To his younger brother coming in. Um, that's how Tua got his big break. Was in a big game in the national championship against Georgia, and and Alabama never looked back. So um, look out for number five coming on the field to his younger brother. I'm going to I'm I'm going to enjoy this game and let you guys get back to it and I'll be back with a with a full recap probably tomorrow and and some other things to touch on to talk about. So um, enjoy your uh, enjoy your Saturday, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Um, Apple Podcast subscribe and rate, you know, help me out a little bit and uh, that would be much appreciated. So thanks guys.